0: The Prime Minister Chris Hipkins who flew to Auckland this weekend to see firsthand the extent of the damage from Friday's freak rain and think about what to do next. And Mr Hipkins is with us. Good morning. Good morning. A fact-finding mission on Saturday. What did you make of the situation?
1: clearly this is an unprecedented uh, set of circumstances that Auckland finds itself in. Uh, They've never experienced rainfall of that magnitude in that short space of time uh, ever before on record. Um, The damage has been quite extensive in some areas. Homes have been flooded and have had to have been evacuated uh, slips remain a, an area of concern the ground there is still very wet so there's the potential for further rainfall to, to continue to add to that problem uh, so uh, you know absolutely um, saw firsthand uh, in my trip up to Auckland on Saturday exactly what uh, what what they're dealing with there
0: how do you see the role of government in a situation like this
1: This is first and foremost a locally-led response. Uh, So under our emergency management framework, an event like this, is the response to that is led locally, but I see the role of central government uh, absolutely being to support that local response in every way that we possibly can. So I've been in regular contact with the Mayor uh, and across government, uh, we've been engaging with the local community in Auckland to provide them with as much support as we possibly can.
0: These were unprecedented conditions, months of rain, literally, in just a few hours. Is it realistic to expect the infrastructure to hold up?
1: Look, I think when you when you're faced with a situation like this, of course, it's going to create unexpected and unforeseen challenges. Um, I think Auckland has coped remarkably well in the last forty-eight hours or so, um, but of course, there's more rain forecast, uh, so we do expect that you know there will, there will be some further challenges ahead as well. Um, I think, you know, that to some extent, um, you're never going to have an infrastructure that's going to cope completely with something that is of the magnitude um, that we that we have seen in the last 48 hours. But we can certainly have a good look and a good review when when the opportunity arises. Um, once we're past the emergency response phase, we can have a good look at what more could potentially have been done to prepare mm-hmm. for something like this.
0: Weaknesses were exposed. What do you think they were?
1: Look, I think in that first 24-hour period, communication clearly needed to be ramped up a notch. Um, we've, we, we offered some support from Wellington to do that. Um, I, I think you know some of that has improved quite a bit in the last 24 hours or so, um, but we'll be working closely with them to make sure that the communications are frequent so that people know what's happening and, uh, and what they need to do.
0: You'll be aware, obviously. Mayor Brown's been criticised over the timing of the calling of the state of emergency. Formed a view on that?
1: Look, I think that's something that, that can be looked at uh, in, in, in hindsight once the emergency response is over. I, I don't want to second-guess or distract the people who are currently still dealing with an emergency right you know, that, that's right in front of them. Um, by asking them to go back and justify decisions that they took 48 hours ago, um, there will be an opportunity to do that, but now is probably not the right time to do it.
0: How did it affect you personally going into people's houses on Saturday and seeing what they were coping with?
1: I think whenever you're confronted with something like that, you think, gosh, if that was my home, um, how would I feel about that? Uh, talking to them, hearing their stories um, really brought home the reality of the situation. You know, these are people who, within a very short space of time, had to leave their homes. The the water was, you know, waist deep in some cases. They lost In some cases, all of their possessions. Uh, That that is is just enormous, and and you can't help but feel for them. And um, hugely, I think any of us placed in that situation would feel the same.
0: How will the government help those who need help? We've got support
1: available in the short term around emergency accommodation. So anyone needing accommodation assistance, there's an 0800 number, which is 0800 22 22 00. Um, Anyone needing uh, welfare assistance, so support from MSD, there's an 0800 number for that as well 0800 400 100 so our focus right now is on supporting people in that short term civil defence payments are available f- uh, through MSD for people who have been displaced and who need that additional support um, and then in, in the, you know, over the next 48 hours or so we'll continue to look at what more support we can provide, we've helped to set up the Mayoral Response Fund or the Mayoral Relief Fund, um, we'll be having a conversation at Cabinet tomorrow about putting extra funding into that. Uh, And we'll continue to take our cues from Auckland, we'll continue to hear their feedback um, and do everything we can to support them in in ways that they need.
0: Cabinet is needed to sign off on more than the 100000 that the Emergency Management Minister was able to contribute to the Mayor's fund. What sort of numbers are you talking about and what else will you be telling Cabinet tomorrow?
1: Well, one of the things that we've been doing in the last 24 hours, and it'll continue over the next 24 hours, is just scoping up exactly what support's needed uh, and, and how we can be of the greatest assistance. So I don't want to put a number on it until we've, until we've got a bit of a, a better sense about what's actually going to be required and what's going to make a difference. I don't want to undershoot that, but also don't want to overshoot it either. So uh, I think we will just need to uh, make sure that by the time Cabinet meets tomorrow, we've got a good handle on how we can best support Auckland.
0: There is also uh, the small matter of a cabinet reshuffle to be decided. Have you spoken to those ministers who won't have a job?
1: Look, I've had uh, conversations with most of my colleagues. Obviously, a few of them over the weekend ended up being delayed because either they, either the minister's concerned or I um, was involved in um, in dealing with the situation in Auckland and you know some other localised situations actually around the rest of the country. Um, but those conversations will be continuing today.
0: Can you give me a ballpark figure? How many are going?
1: Uh, No, I don't want to do that. Um, But, you know, clearly there are three vacancies, uh, you know, people who've already signalled that they're retiring at the next election. And so uh, that means that there will be
0: some movement. So are we talking less than 10, more than 10?
1: Uh, Look, I'm not going to put numbers on it, uh, but what I am doing is is seeking to balance the need for stability and to draw on the experience that the the Cabinet's had. You know, we've been through a lot of really challenging situations as a team, and I want to make sure that we draw on that knowledge and expertise. But I also... I think we do need some renewal as well. We've got an, an abundance of talent amongst our backbenchers. You know, we've got some great MPs coming into Parliament in 2017 and 2020, and I, I want to give some of them an opportunity to really make their mark as well. So
0: so there are sackings, Mr Hipkins?
1: Oh, look, I'm certainly not going to um, to, to have those conversations. I, I appreciate that you're looking for a scoop, um, but there isn't one yet.
0: Thanks so much. Chris Hipkins, Prime Minister at Newstalk, Sydney.